Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. And now, your host, Tom Brown. I'm sure you've heard of Plugged In from Focus on the Family, and Adam Holes is my guest, and Adam and I kind of go way back uh, to my days in Phoenix, Arizona, when Koinonia was in the Desert Valley, not the River Valley, and I have made that very clear. I moved here, and they had the largest flooding they've ever had in the history of this area after me being in, or my wife being in the desert for 40 years, so... I guess she had no idea that this was the promised land, but here we are. And uh, Adam, welcome to Koinonia River Valley Edition. Tom, so great to be back on with you again. Thank you. And just let's uh, let's start from the ground up. Yeah. Give me a little of your God bio, and then let's talk about Plugged In. Uh, what is Plugged In? Yeah. Well, I have been with Plugged In, um, well, I've had two stints. I was there briefly in 1996 and 97. And uh, I've been back since 2004, and in between that, I spent about 10 years with the Navigators, most of which was as an editor for a magazine that they used to publish called Discipleship Journal. Maybe some of your listeners will be familiar with with Discipleship Journal. Uh, And the Navigators, obviously, is a ministry focused on discipleship and evangelism. And I really like to think of what I do at Plugged In now as a very specialized form of discipleship, Tom. We're we're really talking about discipleship in terms of your kids and entertainment, pop culture, media, and technology. So Plugged In has existed in one form or another since the early 1990s. It started out as a uh, just a four-page uh, newsletter, and then it grew into a magazine, and then a 16-page magazine, and our, our website started in 1999. And really took off. And by 2009, the writing was on the wall, and we uh, we actually folded the print version, uh, in part because with the Internet, I mean, getting a magazine monthly, yeah. stuff was already so old and dated that mm-hmm. we couldn't stay on top of it. Right. So the website has continued to grow. Uh, movies are really our bread and butter. and But we also review TV, books, video games, um, YouTube channels and music and our reviews are a little bit different Tom if you've never been to the site we mostly just try to catalog as objectively as possible the content that you can expect to find there so with movies we have a bunch of different categories of content Uh, we do a summary of the movie and then positive content spiritual sexual uh, drug and alcohol violence profanity uh, other bad attitude things you should be aware of, and then a, a summary at the end. So if you want to know what is in a given piece of you know, pop culture entertainment, and, and our other reviews do that as well, we don't have all of those categories broken out in all of our reviews, but we'll tell you the good, we'll tell you the bad, the ugly, and just sort of give you a, a general sense of, you know, here's some things you need to think about with this. One of the things that I have loved about Plugged In is that, and it's what I wish I was getting from my news sources. You give me the information to help me make good, reasoned decisions in the raising of my family. You're not just telling me what to think or what to do. I love that. Yeah, I mean, that's what we really strive to do. And, you know, occasionally something is just so far beyond the pale 
that that will just say, you know what, this is not good. You can stay away from this. But but for the most part, um, that's not the tone that we take. Uh, instead, we want to say, hey, here's what's good. Here's what's really problematic. Here, you know, here's some ideas on potentially navigating this or. You know, maybe this isn't navigable, but these are still things you need to think about. So we don't want to do people's thinking for them, but we do want to give them all of the information that they need so that you can make a good and wise and discerning decision yourself. Adam Holes is my guest. He's the managing copy editor with Plugged In at Focus on the Family. And recently, Disney Plus blocked Peter Pan, Dumbo, and the aristocrats from children under seven for some content violations around race and stereotyping. But the headlines was Disney Plus has blocked Peter Pan. And in this current environment, boy, that's like sticking a match in a gas can. Right. Now, that's exactly right. And and you're exactly right in that even what they did, I think, was not very fairly represented. It turned into a clickbait title. And I know that lots of people probably clicked on it because you're like, what do you mean they blocked Peter Pan and Dumbo and Aristocats? I love those movies. But what they've done is that if you have Disney Plus, you know, or you may know that they have a parental control feature. So if you have activated that, and you can have separate profiles for your kids, so maybe you've got three kids and they're 7, 15, and 18. I mean, you may have the, that age filter set up for your youngest one. And what Disney Plus has done is to say for that youngest age category, we're not going to just let them pick this without you stepping in and engaging. So it's not that you can't watch it. It's that if you have that seven and under filter set up, they can't do that on their own without your supervision. And the reason is um, they feel like some of these older movies have depictions of racial issues that kids need somebody to walk through that with them to really understand that. So in Swiss Family Robinson, for example, they have what's called yellow face, you know, using makeup to try to depict uh, a certain people group. Um, in Dumbo and Peter Pan, well, in Dumbo you have depictions of, of African Americans um, that are very stereotypical of the time. And again, we're talking, you know, 1930s with that one. That one goes way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Pan talks about redskins, uh, which... Back in the day in 1954, nobody would have given that a second thought. But these days, we have come to understand that as a phrase that has a pejorative meaning. It's really a slur. It's not a uh, a neutral term. And you probably don't want your kids going to school and talking about redskins without knowing what they're talking about. Um, so Disney has blocked those and um, for that under seven age group. Uh, and, and so I think it's really important for us to understand their intent in doing that so that we can have a well-informed conversation about it, Tom. Wow. So well said. And I'm so glad that, uh, that we have this time together to talk about this. Cause I know, and especially when people are so busy, sometimes all they see is the headline and you just can't right. live your life. And you certainly can't raise your kids making decisions based on headlines that their sole purpose is to get you outraged or encouraged in a way that you will click on that. That's all they're trying to do. Right. And I think this leads into a broader conversation about what do we do with stuff from the past, not just movies. And this is 
where I think things are important. I mean, every day it feels like we are seeing these headlines about such and such movie or even, you know, Dr. Seuss has been in the news this week. Right. And I don't want to talk too much about Yay. that, only to use that as an example of right. something that is now being deemed problematic. But what we have to remember is every cultural moment is a snapshot of that culture's mores. And we can think that it's just getting worse and worse and worse, but I think it's more accurate to see it as a vortex that's swirling. So there are constantly things that culture is suddenly worried about that it didn't care about 30 years ago, and there might be things that it cared about 30 years ago that we don't worry about at all. For example, when Dirty Dancing came out in 1989, it was scandalous. This was a naughty movie. We were not allowed as kids to go see Dirty Dancing. Mm -hmm. Well, now... You know, we have Dancing with the Stars, which frankly is not much different and maybe even worse, and it's considered family entertainment. Right. So here we have one example of something that was problematic 35 years ago that we've become culturally desensitized now, but it goes the other way too. When we were growing up, it, you wouldn't think anything about somebody smoking in the movies, but now you very rarely see it because we know that smoking is damaging and we know it's problematic. And even when somebody smokes, a lot of times somebody will say something about it as if to say, hey, we know this is a problem and we want to recognize that. And so that's an example of culture going the other way. And when we get to talking about ratings, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, um, it's constantly in flux. It's not just this uniform thing that doesn't change with time, but we look back on things from earlier and say, wow, we really think about that differently now. And I think as Christians... We want to be equipped to have a good conversation about all of those things with our kids. What I think is so vital with uh, parents and children is setting up those opportunities for dialogue. Because Absolutely. if you've just you know laid down the law and this is the rules and you're not having conversations, man, what are the kids going to do? They're going to go. They're going to find out. They're going to chase down. <laughs> right. You know. And that doesn't do anybody any good, and that's always why I've been a fan of Plugged In. And it's just, it's good. Obviously, there are things that we want to avoid, and there there are ideas and there are images that some of them we don't want our kids to encounter at all, and and some of them are not even appropriate for us to encounter as adults. But I think that what we're talking about is a gradual equipping so that our children have the ability to think critically and think biblically about the ideas and images that they're presented with so that they can ask questions. And we even practice this, you know, I call it worldview training. We even do it with commercials. You know, I'll ask my kids, what are they selling? Hmm. What are they appealing to? What's the argument here? Uh, And a lot of times it boils down to, well, if I only have X, my life will be better. And we can have a conversation about, well, is that a true argument or is it an emotional argument? And now my children deconstruct commercials automatically without me even <laughs> saying anything. I'm like, okay, That's my work here is true. That <laughs> um, is great. But we can do that with everything. We can do that with music. We can do that with TV. We can do that with movies, with, with video games. And as we do that with our kids, what we're doing is we're, we're helping them to have an integrated worldview they know that we have a belief system that's strong. It's muscular. We don't have to be afraid of this stuff, but we do have to be wise about it so that when they leave, they're capable of doing that thinking on their own as opposed to they've never had any training in that, 
and they're bombarded by a world and they don't know what to do with, uh, and they may succumb to those temptations too. Yeah, and peer pressure is and peer pressure, incredible definitely. at that age. And uh, wow, so well stated. I'm so glad we had you on to uh, clear this up because it's easy. Also, it's easy for us to just say, oh, I'm, I'm out. I'm just, and I don't mean that as cancel, uh, cancel culture. I mean, right. I'm just not going to deal with that. Yep, we're just going to skip over it. Right. And again, I think as a family, we have to pick our battles. We have to say, what is it that we as a family can look at it and say, you know what, that's out of bounds, and we're not going to go there. And we still may need to explain that to our children. And what's open for discussion? And I think as our kids grow through their teen years, we're giving them more autonomy to make some of those decisions themselves so that they have practice at it. And we're moving from a role where the rules have the final say to we're in relationship. And even if they choose something that maybe we're not that crazy about, we can have a conversation with them about it. And I'm talking when they're older, you know, 16, 17, 18, before they leave the house completely. We've had an opportunity to put those skills into practice together and, and they have really developed them on their own. Adam Holds from Focus on the Families Plugged In. How can our listeners get plugged in, sir? You can come to PluggedIn.com. And as you mentioned, we are a ministry of Focus on the Family. Each week we publish about 20 to 25 pieces of content uh, on, you know, not only movies, but as I said earlier, on, on TV, music, video games, books. And we'll give you everything you need to know to make a good decision for your family.